0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. You might remember me. I'm Jay and Ellie. I'm Lorelai Weissel lebrizzi And I am still Chris Delano. I'm here every week. It's not very exciting. <laughs> I'm sure some people are excited.
1: It took me a lot of restraint not to lead off this podcast. I've gotten used to doing it again.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I we, we could rearrange that in the future. It's not a big deal. I don't need to, read, uh, to, to lead off. Uh, but let's talk about... Uh, kamigawa neon dynasty so uh it is out on arena now and uh as of last thursday they released a manga adaptation of the uh of the story uh which is a lot of fun uh it features more hitomi uh hitomo uh the kami of the spark as well as some truly excellent faces of some of your favorite Planeswalkers in uh you know, very serious anime face or, you know, laughing villain face. It's it's good. It's good.
1: Wow. Didn't even mention Jinkataxi's pants. Oh, it's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. He has pants in the original art, which I did not notice until I looked at his, his art in Neon Dynasty. And then I looked at the comparison and yeah, he's he's always just been a pants guy. He's got those trip pants on. He's always had them. He wears Jinkos. The, I, th- I think they might be, you know, they might have them in uh, Hakama in some of those, which are like the... Uh, the skirt like pants that were worn by samurai so let's talk flavor gems of there's a couple there's a couple more pieces of news here uh also also which came out last week as of when you were listening to this uh issue 11 of the boom magic comics so we have started a second arc it's very very cool uh chandra is in it and i won't spoil anything else except chandra does cool chandra things
1: Uh, More importantly, she makes Chandra faces. Yes, which is
0: (laughs) just as important, if not more important, than doing Chandra things. Uh, And then also, uh, there are two cinematic trailers for uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. We've already seen one uh, came out on, you know, the Thursday before you're listening to this, the day of our recording, uh, which is entirely in Japanese. It's very cool. Uh, and there's another one that's coming out on the 15th, which, if I'm doing my math correctly, is tomorrow? Yes. We're recording in the past. <laughs> so, it's just say the 15th. <laughs> the 15th. Uh, and we don't know what that one's going to be. But it sounds really cool because we only normally get, like, half of one or one cinematic trailer. And we're getting two. So check it out. They worked with the uh, Japanese uh, team in order to develop one of these trailers. Uh, So it it was exclusively developed by uh, the Japanese side of Wizards of the Coast, their their Japan office, uh, along with studios there.
1: There's also a visual novel.
0: Oh, yeah, the visual novel. I forgot about that. Which is
1: over on Itch uh, currently. So uh, check that out. I haven't yet, but I plan on it. Visual novels, fun genre, by the way. Uh, Everyone go play We Know the Devil, So y'all can realize you're queer, Um, (laughs) but also support indie devs on itch. Even if stuff is free, you can usually tip also remember to leave reviews five stars.
0: Yeah. And this visual novel is made by a uh, indie dev. It's not made by wizards of the coast. It was, I believe uh, commissioned by wizards of the coast, but uh, it is not like made in house. So it is a really cool thing. It's got a characters who are like community members for magic You can meet uh, Krim, the Asian Avenger, which he looks just like he does in real life. And he's just a perfect fit for that setting. I'm just going to say that. So uh, I'm going to play it probably on stream. So I might be streaming that tonight as of the day the the episode releases. So, hey, maybe that'll happen.
1: All right. Flavor Gems.
0: Because we (laughs) have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, so flavor gems. Uh, we got some very cool planeswalkers. Four planeswalkers this time around. The secret identity of the Wanderer was revealed as sort the of. Wandering Emperor. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sort <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> Still no name, but uh, sorry, folks, she was not, or nor, nor was she ever Emrakul, or any of the various ones that are were even less likely than Emrakul um we also got uh kaito shizuki
1: he's such a good boy
0: he is he's a lot of fun to follow in the story uh and then tezzeret returned and with his return uh we also got tamio who um
1: uh, never been better
0: (laughs) (laughs) never been better uh so we have our first completed planeswalker for those of you listening that is c-o-m-p-l-e-a-t-e-d Uh, that is what Phyrexians call their process of Phyrexianization, uh, their becoming these necrocyborgs, uh, in pursuit of perfection, is their pursuit of becoming complete. She also has the, uh, the ability completed, which means you can pay life to pay for her hybrid mana cost in her, uh, in her, you know, mana cost, which, uh, implies that this is something that might show up on future cards because it's unusual for them to put a uh, an ability like that that is got uh, little reminder text and everything for a one-off one-off card so you know maybe we need to keep our eyes on that the fun thing about the stuff i've seen and the stuff i haven't seen is i can genuinely say i have no idea what you're talking about chris like m- maybe <laughs> we'll have to see
1: uh is 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 this where this is where i do my cool celebrity thing lean into the mic and go no comment
0: (laughs) i will say you'll we'll find out we'll find out eventually i'm sure it's been a while since i've been the only person on the cast with two people who actually know the future (laughs) and i can only speculate So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting more uh, completed Planeswalkers in the future with this ability on it. So uh, we'll see. So one thing I should mention before we get started is there are a lot of very cool alternate arts by Japanese artists. Uh, The Planeswalkers were done by uh, famous uh, manga artists. Uh, We got a Toshiro Umazawa that is done uh, by the artist behind the the very famous Metal Gear Solid box art and concept art. Uh, so there's a lot of really cool art in here that I want to give a shout out to that we're just not going to have a chance to talk about otherwise. Uh, do you want to start with the shrines, Chris? We'll move on to the yeah. legends. So uh, this set, uh, well, the shrines are legendary. So this set is continuing the trend of having a cycle of five shrines. Uh, we saw that in uh, the original Kamigawa block with the Hondens. We also had the Sinks.
1: Betrayers had the shrine cycle?
0: Well, it was the block, so...
1: No, but they were all in the same set. They were also all in the same block. This is. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna look it up now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I remember them uh, very fondly from when I didn't realize they were legendary and thought you could just play a bunch of them. Uh, but I was a child. Uh, anyways, the shrines in this set, we've got the champions. cycle of five. It was? Okay. Uh, we've got our, our cycle of five shrines. They are the Go Shintai. They are enchantment creatures legendary enchantment creatures shrine type which is uh interesting because they don't have a creature type they only have the shrine type which is an enchantment subtype uh they are all creatures with a end of turn uh trigger that allows you to pay one mana and do something equal to the number of shrines you control but the most fascinating thing about them to me is that they all have a sort of shared flavor text theme uh each of them starts with it seeks those." and then give something about them. So, for example, the red one seeks those uh, consumed with rage, or the white one seeks those who act with kindness. Uh, And then they all offer something. The red one offers burning blades, and the white one offers friendship. Uh, But the interesting thing about this is that the Hondans had a similar uh, shared flavor text theme, where they all began with To the Sorrow of All. Uh, And then we also got the shrines in M21, the Sanctum Cycle, who are all had uh, little haikus as their flavor text. So the mark of a shrine cycle is that they all have shared flavor text theme. So I also want to note that uh, a Shintai is a, uh, it's used in a uh, Shinto shrine. Uh, and it is a place where uh, Kami can come to be worshipped, essentially.
1: All right. Okay, but I can't wait, honestly, until election season and we can go Shintai to the polls Get the youths voting.
0: So the legacy legends. So there are uh, actually way fewer references to Kamigawa's past than I would have expected. Uh, But given how long it's been, around 1,300, 1,350 years... uh, not very many people are alive so you know uh and they didn't have a ton of room for legendary kami in this set so we've
1: we've run to the time skip issue which is mortality exists
0: uh so first we have a new pair of yamazakis so you might remember the brothers yamazaki who are one of the the first uh legends that people wanted to have partner because it had two the the same legendary card had two different pieces of art and you could have both of them on the battlefield at the same time Uh, the legend rule didn't apply to them so they they were very famous card because of that
1: remember if you're playing commander and you're playing two copies of brothers yamazaki and you have the two different artworks and someone gives you shit for it you're allowed to like bonk them with a katana like
0: I, I will physically let's let's keep it to like a boken. like wood like let's not not an actual sword.
1: All right, coward. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let let people play their brothers Yamazaki. Those cards are bad. If someone wants to do that, let them do it.
0: I'm sorry, but but our legal counsel is just uh, contacting me to let me uh, to let me know that we should not advocate for any sort of violence at the commander table, which seems wrong because I've played against some people who deserve it. Okay. Sorry, legal counsel is coming through again to tell me I should redact that statement. I will not be editing it out. Anyway, those the two new Yamazakis we got are cousins uh, named Norika and Heiko. Uh, and they have fallen on different sides of the Imperial Upriser conflict. And they've got a whole story, uh, which was a fun one to, to work on, um, developing their relationships.
1: Which we'll talk about next week.
0: We talked, I talked about Hidetsugo, Sugu, I'm sorry, uh, so much in previous episodes that I don't think we need to get into him again here, but he is a fun card.
1: He's an ogre that fused with the Oni of all devouring chaos, and he's still around.
0: And that's why he's still around. Yeah. Uh, He's also one of two actual returning legendary creatures in the entire set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we also got a new cycle of dragon spirits who are actually the reincarnations of the old dragon spirits. They uh, essentially created these new spirit eggs for themselves so that they can exist with the changing metaphysics of the plane, basically. Uh, and also, a whole lot of them died in the first place. I think only um, only uh, Ryusei. Was the the sole survivor of the original bunch, the only one who'd get offed in one of the stories?
1: So we, we got a little bit of the backstory where Ryusei was the only one who survived the Kami War, and then uh, Jugen was regenerated, uh, and then Jugen and Ryusei worked to craft a spell to rehatch them uh, all five and reincarnate them for the better, aligning with the way the plane was changing. So yeah. Now we have now we have Ao, Kyrie, Junji uh atushi and kura um which is great uh four of them do all kinds of stuff and just like in kingdom hearts kairi does nothing
0: i loved i love the name uh junji and i wish he was in more of a spiral in his art because junji anyway uh so we we also yeah, got a I, reference to i, too. I, I we... get
1: it jay i love him so much. <laughs>
0: uh, so We also got a reference to Ryusei in Goro Goro, who is a legendary goblin samurai, which is really awesome. Uh, I just love him, and he creates, like, this spirit facsimile of Ryusei, not the real Ryusei. Uh, We got a new cycle of Myogen in the uh, supplemental product. So we—I'm sorry, the commander product— we did not see the original Myogen outside of uh, some references we'll we'll talk about a little later. Uh, instead, we got five new Myogen who are these kind of uh, supremely powerful Myogen of uh, very powerful concepts.
1: I was going to say, these ones are fun because they have the same power and toughness as each of their corresponding um, colored Myogen from uh, the original set.
0: Yeah. So it's not clear whether or not the originals are still around or if they've also been reborn. We haven't gotten any lore on that yet. Watch, I'm saying this now, and then they're going to drop in a legend article and <laughs> before this comes out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there's also like a really cool thing going on with the arts for the Miogen. Um, A couple of them have art that sort of reflects the duality of modernity and tradition. Uh, specifically, The one to look at if you're looking for a little bit of a a fun Easter egg is the Miosian of Blooming Dawn, who's the white one. Uh, On the card, you can see to the left is sort of like uh, the more spirit-esque feel of it. And then on the right, you see these structures that are actually like road signs. So this Miosian of Blooming Dawn is just on the side of the highway looking terrifying (laughs) but also just it's it's neat it's like hey look there's the modernity right there uh in the art with this like ancient spirit it's nice because like shinto shrines will coexist with that kind of thing as well you know modern modern streets and things uh so we also got a card uh technically a new card for uh kyodai soul of kamigawa kyodai was that which was taken Uh, or the Taken One. Uh, She was known as both. Never got her own card, but uh, she was originally a stone uh, when transported to the mortal realm by uh, Emperor Shogun Kanda. I forget what his actual title was back then. I don't think he was an emperor.
1: I I believe he was the Daimyo.
0: Yeah, the Daimyo. Uh, So we technically, Kyodai's a returning card. Uh, We also got Nashi's first card, which is... A ninja, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, Moon Sage's Scion, which I'm glad they, they put that in there for people who aren't familiar with the story to know that Nashi is adopted. Uh, there's, some, there's a really great moment in the new manga uh, where uh, Tamio is just terrifying uh, <laughs> because uh, Kaito is looking for Nashi. Uh, and then you see Nashi kind of working on something and you see one of her other children hanging out around the, uh, her home. And it's just a very sweet
1: cover. He's such a good Moment. little punk rat boy. I love he's
0: that. great. I love he's go- I love that he's going through his punk phase now. It's not um, a
1: phase. It's a lifestyle, okay?
0: Yep. <laughs> it, it can be. It certainly it's can be. It's only a phase
1: uh, if you're a poser.
0: <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. <clears throat> uh, we got Kodama of the West Tree, which completes the Kodama... I don't know. I don't even know if I want to call it a cycle. The Kodama for every cardinal direction. <laughs> there there are five of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a five card cycle. They're just all green. So there's, yeah. <laughs> so there's the center tree and then all of the uh, compass directions. And then finally we got the new uh, Umazawa, who I believe I have talked about in depth in the
1: past. Talked a bunch about Satoru. Is he actually an Umazawa? Is he actually, like part of this family or is he just using the name and the reckoner's name to leverage power who knows might be the daughter or the um kiku brain is descendant of kiku yeah yep. descendant of kiku and and toshi
0: but either way he's cool like that's kind of cool to to that i i don't mind if he's not really an because he's like a gangster and he's taking that name for cred that's pretty cool too especially when there's an elder dragon who might wipe you out uh for doing so uh so new legends
1: New legend While well, Jinkataxis Progress Tyrant technically not a new legend, uh, oh, he that's, true. Other that's true. the
0: Returning legendary creature. There's only two Hit and Jinkataxis are the only two legendary creatures to get a second card on uh, the set. He
1: he he is new to Kamigawa though, and he has pants. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have the reality. Yeah, the reality chip, which is one of our new equipment creatures. Uh, it's also our first legendary jellyfish. Which is the big notable thing about it?
0: Uh, what does it taste like? Quick, both it's of you.
1: Tastes like grape jelly.
0: What does what taste like? The reality chip. Well, if you were to if you were to take a bite of the reality chip, it it tastes like a Nintendo Switch uh, game cartridge, which is disgusting. I haven't done it, but I have a friend who's an idiot. <laughs> Good. point. you probably have a <laughs> lot of friends who are an idiot. I think we're friends, so there's at least one. Um, <laughs> uh we also we got a card for temeshi who sort of got breezed over in the main story but was a wonderful addition in uh kaito's origin story so you should definitely go check that out and he's also kind of the uh the entire reason everything is bad so good for temeshi i mean like he developed a lot of the reality chip stuff so uh yeah uh (laughs) caused a lot of problems (laughs)
1: Then we have um, Tatsunari Toad Rider, who's a uh, based off of a uh, character named um, Jiraiya uh, in um, Japanese folklore, who is a shape-shifting ninja who also rode toads around. Uh, so this is kind of one of our... Uh, you know, fam- famous Japanese stories turned into a magic card top-down design type thing. Just neat.
0: That's right. That's right, nerds. It's not a Naruto reference. It's a ref- They're both references to the same <laughs> uh, folklore.
1: Well, right. And I mean, this this is so like this is one of the things in um, in uh, the story panel uh, from from in early in January. Talked about uh, the 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 myths other people tell about us versus the myths we tell about ourselves. So like when when stuff looks like a it's a Naruto reference, remember that things like Naruto are also building on the myths people in Japan have about ninjas. Um, and and so uh, that's all like pulling from the same kind of history.
0: On that note, uh, this week, as of this episode uh, releasing on Thursday the weekly MTG on Twitch uh, is going to include a couple of the people from that panel, the world-building panel. And since they can finally talk about actual cards and not just like the world, uh, you should watch that. And maybe they'll talk about uh, how Tatsunari is uh, a Jiraiya-influenced and things like that. Uh, We also got a card for Shigeki, the Jukai visionary, who's sort of the founder of the the Order of Jukai. Uh, That's basically all we know about him. Um, there's, a <laughs> there's a, uh, a, a card for one of the coolest looking legendary creatures in the set, which is, a Greasefang Okiba Boss, who is the, uh, leader of the Okiba Reckoners, who are sort of like a street gang, and he's also a rat. It's very cool.
1: The, the, the Okiba is the all-Nizumi gang, right?
0: Yeah, the Okiba used to be, like, the warriors of the nizumi in the um in the swamps and it has kind of morphed into a uh reckoner gang uh in in Tawashi. yeah you'll you'll catch me playing him in every single deck i can uh if i get him in like a sealed or draft pool because he's just like this cool rat guy on a motorbike very very fun uh then we also got hinata dawn crowned who is a legendary creature uh kirin spirit which uh the kirin there was a cycle of legendary kirin in the original uh kamagawa block uh we've seen a couple of kirin on other planes but none there were legendary uh and then we finally got this one who is three colored uh in white blue and red and uh one of the only uh one of the only creature cards in the set that is a spirit and something else so if you look through kamagawa neon dynasty all of the creatures that are spirits are just spirits, except for the dragon spirits and Hinata, who's a Kirin. I just think it's neat. <laughs> it, it is neat. It's nice to get another one. There was a short story with some of the Kirin. Uh, Hinata was not one of the these five Kirin that had this big meeting back in the day. But uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, Ishin. The two heavens is one. This is a uh, well. At least I assume it's a Musashi Miyamoto reference who is a very famous uh swordsman in japanese history um he has had several films made about him starring toshiro mifune who is a very famous japanese actor for his roles in um think i mean honestly think of mifune as the japanese clint eastwood like they basically played the same role frequently uh I mean, literally, because the uh, samurai movie like Yojimbo uh, became um, a fistful of dollars. And so they literally played the same character, just a Western and uh, Eastern one. Uh, But Miyamoto was very well known for his two sword style, which, believe it or not, despite what anime would have you believe is not an easy thing to do or a common thing to do. Uh, And he's known as like one of the the greatest swordsmen in Japanese history. So that's what this one's referencing. We also got Ryu, the Storm's Edge, which uh, is one of the few characters we see in this set that does not appear to be, you know, kind of a a Japanese analog, uh, someone of Japanese descent. Uh, Instead, uh, like his inspiration Yasuke, uh, Yasuke was a uh japanese warrior of african origin who served uh oda nobunaga um back god i'm I'm blanking on the dates right now uh but back just prior and up to like the unification of uh japan there's the whole thing oda nobunaga died before that whole thing could happen but he ended up militarily uniting most of japan uh but he is very famous as essentially being the the black samurai we also uh we got a card for risona the asari commander uh we did get to see her in the story she gets uh hit in the head by a rock by uh by kaito but that's like the the biggest part of the story for her but the thing i think interesting about risona is that uh her lore is very closely tied to this asari uprising she was a member of the imperial court uh Or at least a samurai in the imperial, uh, you know, regard. Uh, But she left, created the Asari Uprising. uh, And the thing I think is interesting about her is that she is actually just like a cool person. One of her biggest things is that she doesn't really agree with the sort of like bureaucratic nature of the empire uh, and believes in sort of a flat uh, power dynamic across the uprising every person who joins the uprising she wants to get to know personally and know who they are as an individual which i think is just really cool big you know big love for uh, comrade Rosona here we also have satsuki who is uh the living lore the current I, I assume i we don't really get that lore but i assume uh the reason they're here is because they're the the current leader of the living historian's uh, which is an organization that passes along the history of Kamigawa. Uh, Started from by its...
1: Reki and Azusa.
0: Yep. And then did you want to talk about Eater of Virtue? I just saw you uh, editing that.
1: I, I don't know. It's just a soul-eating sword. Um, I, d- I don't know if that's a specific trope space it's working in, Japanese-wise. Um, obviously, we know it's a European thing because things like Black Blade exist, but I don't know why it's here.
0: Uh, Eater Eater of Virtue is... Uh, one of the sole legendary cards in the set that is not a creature. It is the only one aside from the cycle of lands. Uh, it is a legendary artifact equipment. So real real quick though, real quick, uh, Japanese folklore does have a lot about like soul eating swords and legendary swords. Um, and so this is, yeah, this is, this is playing within that trope space for sure.
1: Um, So we do have a, like a, you know, Chris just said, we have a cycle of legendary lands. Um, they are after the, each named after some of the, the major color, uh, uh, God, I lost all these words in the sense, uh, <laughs> they're all named <laughs> for very color specific locations in this world. Uh, so we have, uh, Buseju who endures the tree rising over the, the Tawashi, uh, the, the largest urban center on the plain. Um, this kind of encompasses, uh. Seiju will not be defeated by the urbanization of the Jukai forest and and will always be taller than the skyscrapers, but who also protects the city. Um, That's the green one. Uh, The white one is uh, Aiganjo, seat of the Empire. Aiganjo was um, Kanda's uh, palace and has since become the big imperial city. Uh, It's largely unchanged. It's the seat of tradition, also, uh, in, in this world. Um, or one, one of them, the, the imperial traditions. Um, there's Ottawara, the Soaring City, uh, which is where the, um, Moonfilk are from. Originally, it has now, uh, opened up to, um, a larger cosmopolitan population, especially as the, um, futurists have started developing more and more tech. And uh, those research programs have grown. Uh, it floats around in the sky. Um, then there's Sokenzin, Crucible of Defiance, um, and and that's just a a city that's kind of built up uh, in in the mountainous uh, in the Sokenzin Mountains, um, where a bunch of scrappy artificers are. And then there's um, Takanuma, Abandoned Mire, uh, which is largely the best way to describe it is like the boonies. It's the boonies. Um this this is the, where
0: Nashi's people were yeah, this from. Is,
1: this is the Mississippi of Kamagawa. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's filled That's with so accurate, uh, though. Uh, it's filled with a, a lot of little new villages, like where Nashi is from. Uh, uh, but well, I guess that village isn't there anymore because it burned to the ground. but uh, <laughs> um
0: they, they all also uh they have a channel ability. Uh, which channel is one of the only two returning mechanics in the set, the other one being ninjutsu. Uh, The channel ability on each of them has its cost reduced for each legendary creature you control or legendary permanent. Uh, I can check that real quick. Uh, They have their cost reduced for each legendary uh, creature you control. So yes, I was right. Uh, And that's a fun callback to the cycle of lands that they're sort of referencing from the original Kamigawa block that all had activated abilities specifically for legendary creatures. So fun little mechanical callback. So uh this set, like some of the previous ones, had a bunch of story spotlight cards as well. And uh unlike in the past, they well, for a few sets now they haven't done it, but they used to do it where they put a little number so you know which order they were in. Now you just kinda have to guess. So uh here is my assumption of the order of the story spotlights. Uh, starting with Brilliant Restoration, which I believe takes place way before the story and is a reference to the restoration of the Empire and Aiganjo. Uh The art just shows Kyodai and making her bond with the uh, Emperor. Uh, then we get uh, When We Were Young, which we got to see in the very first episode of the story, of uh, where we have Kaito and the Wanderer, or your Emperorness, uh playing... <laughs> in the uh, in the garden uh, then planar incision which depicts Jinkataxius arriving on Kamagawa uh, then we have reality heist so we kind of skip a lot of points in the story but uh, this is where kaito goes and first steals the reality chip so his first time encountering Jinkataxius is here uh, then we have anchor to reality so skipping forward a little bit more uh, this is the point in the story where the wanderer gets the reality chip, put onto her hand by, uh, Tamio. Uh, and this is where she kind of stabilizes long enough to, you know, be the emperor for a little while. Uh, then we have this sort of takes place throughout the entire of entirety of like the last two episodes, which is the Aigonjo uprising. So this is depicting the, uh, uprisers attacking Aiganjo. Yeah. That's the Aigonjo uprising. Um, Uh, The next thing that we see is Explosive Entry, which is a uh, card depicting the entrance of Tamio and Kaito as they storm the lab where the reality chip was originally kept to destroy the machine to hopefully stop it doing its thing. Uh, But Spellpierce depicts Jinkataxias sort of turning on them uh, and overpowering them with his magic. The scene in that card isn't really actually like a scene that happens in the story, but you get the gist. Uh, Jinkataxias is real strong, and they are getting beaten. And then we have Wanderer's Intervention, which is the Wanderer as she planeswalks on plane to uh, save them from Jinkataxias, because we have to have a card that shows the Wanderer using her big sword to kill something.
1: Every time, Uh, she's (laughs) got to
0: do the the end of a samurai duel trope, where she's just not looking at them as she's already cut them in half. They're already dead. Uh, Then... We get Tamiyo's safekeeping, which is where uh, this can't possibly go wrong, and the Wanderer gives the reality chip to Tamiyo for her to, to use to bring them to Igonjo to deal with the Igonjo uprising. Uh, then, skip forward a little bit, and we have Kaito's pursuit. So after uh, he encounters uh, Tezzeret in Aiganjo, uh Kaito goes running across some rooftops, just like in his uh, original encounter with Tezzeret, and uh, doesn't manage to catch him before he steals away Tamiyo. So uh, while Kaito uh, is chasing uh, Tezzeret, and then shortly thereafter, the Wanderer is dealing with the fact that she can no longer stay on plane. And so she promotes uh, her, her good friend, uh, Lightpaws, to be the regent of Kamagawa, And that's represented in the card, Regent's Authority. Uh, and then, of course, the after credit scene in the epilogue, etc. We have the last card in the story, which is Tamio's Completion. So... There's a rundown of all the story spotlight cards in order. Uh, there's so many of them. They keep adding more every set. I swear. <laughs> uh, so then let's, let's dive into the individual gems we wanted to talk about. Uh, just real quick. We're, the whole invoke cycle is very cool. Cause it references uh, the original myogen, which I, mm-hmm. which we mentioned earlier, visually, uh, it's, it's, uh, visually and um, by name when it comes to night's reach and in some of their titles, like Justice. Uh, There's also Lucky Offering, which is a a lucky cat. It is a, um, uh, I mean, you've seen it everywhere. It's kind of kitsch uh, (laughs) at this point. Uh, But it is the cat holding a coin uh, that is said to bring prosperity and good luck as a kind of a lucky charm. Um, I personally love it because one of my favorite Pokemon is Meowth, who is uh, based on the lucky cat. Uh, we also have a cycle uh, of the March cards. So these are sort of a reference to the uh, the shoals from original Kamigawa block that allowed you to discard a card from your hand to pay their cost. Uh, these don't let you pay the whole cost, but you can discard cards of the shared color to pay part of the cost. Uh, and they show uh, Kami doing little marches. Uh, some of them look really cute, like the uh, March of Otherworldly Light. And then some of them look kind of terrifying, like the March of Wretched Sorrow. So so yeah. what's, what's funny is when we returned to Dominaria back in 2018 in Urborg, one of the things they wanted to do was make s- the spirits there be these kind of um, Ghibli-esque spirits, which are the Shinto uh, Kami. Uh, and now that they've returned to Kamigawa, they have actually been <laughs> able to incorporate yep. that. Instead of the more, um, some of the designs of the original kami, which looked more like biblical angels in their horrificness <laughs> and their wrongness of, of, uh, manifesting on the mortal plane at the time. Uh, now we actually have good in-law reasons why, uh, why they, the kami all look very different mm-hmm. nowadays.
1: Um, if, if you just look across the set in general, you see a lot of Kami designs that are more in line with what you might see in, um, in images of various Okai. Um, but also the spirit marches thing that the cycle represents is just like a thing um, to go back to the Ghibli references. If you've seen Pompoko or the cat returns, these, these are, these are just m- marching rituals. That's just the thing that's on cards.
0: Then we've got a uh, seven tail mentor, which is a reference to the fact that the Kitsune can grow uh, additional tails uh, when they've done uh, deeds of, of note. Uh, and so eight and a half tails is the story of a nine tail fox, who ends up cutting off half his tail uh, when he fails one of his students because he doesn't believe he deserves to be the nine-tailed fox anymore. But I just thought that was a nice reference to that. Oh, and then there's Spirited Companion, which has one of the goodest boys in the set, uh, Shiba Inu playing with some kami, uh, and it has formed a pack <laughs> with uh, the kami and, and goes on mischief with them. It's, it's super duper cute. It's one of my favorite artworks in the whole set. Uh, not the goodest boy in the set. There's, I think, two gooder boys. No, there's a gooder. There's a there's a there's at least one gooder boy and one greater boy.
1: I don't think it's a competition. I think they're all the goodest.
0: Ah, uh, that's fair. That is fair. Our our next card is uh, Grave who is also known as the Kami of Forgotten Clearings, which we encountered in the Kaito origin story. So yeah, I just think it's cool that they gave it a card, but it's not called Kami of Forgotten Clearings. It's just called Gravelighter. Um, which, uh, is a very scary creature to encounter, but probably one of the scariest things that can happen to you, uh, on Kamigawa is when a samurai cuts you in half and then just waits, and then you fall to pieces, which we got in the card, you are already dead. Which, uh, is a direct reference to an anime trope, which I was not super familiar with until the set. Uh, Uh, fist, fist Fist of the North Star is what, um the main character had a technique that he would do all these punches on you and the person would be like, oh, well, I'm fine. That didn't do anything. And he would just say, I forget what the the Japanese phrase is, but he'd say, you're already dead.
1: But yeah, the the Japanese phrase is translated literally as you are already dead.
0: And then the person would just explode in glory.
1: Yeah, uh, and I believe the Japanese version of this card has the actual line as the card name.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just a direct translation. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but it is also a very famous, like we mentioned before, with the wanderer. It's a very famous trope that comes from samurai films, um, and 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 possibly Japanese theater before that. But I'm I'm not I don't know enough about that. Uh, where there's a duel, uh, both sides run and attack each other, take their swipes, uh, and then they're both kind of just standing there for a moment until one of them falls over has a fountain of blood spurt out depending on what decade you're watching these samurai films from uh (laughs) uh, so it's just a very very famous um trope in japanese media okay and then we also have the uh teenage mutant ninja turtles in kappa tech wrecker which is the uh kappa um is he actually a turtle i forget what he yes the the card type is actually turtle ninja so we've got that, and then Silverfur Master is obviously a Splinter reference. This is in no way of Japanese origin, but is just yeah. so famous. I, I'm I wish we had also gotten an uh, Usagi Yojimbo reference in this but there was no there's like one merfolk samurai and it was clearly not an usagi reference uh which is a property that has crossed over with ninja turtles a bunch of times and is actually by a fantastic japanese american creator who's won tons of awards for it but that, that's the whole that's a whole separate thing
1: this is the pop culture reference that i think is really loose
0: I think that uh there's not many opportunities to make an actual ninja turtle in magic and so they took the we, one they got. We
1: make <laughs> we make a modern horizons like every couple of years now. This is her modern horizons cards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't have a problem that this card exists but on the return I think I think two things are true. One, people would ex- people have been talking about a ninja turtle card from Kamigawa, a kappa turtle card. For 15 years now, right? So I think if they didn't print it, there would be people complaining they didn't actually get a Ninja Turtle this time around. But
1: I don't care about those. Yeah, that's
0: fine. <laughs> but you know what I do care about though is the goodest goblin, enthusiastic <laughs> <the> mechanot. <laughs> uh, artifact creature, goblin artificer is a type line that speaks to me at the deepest core of my soul. Uh, and seeing this beautiful card as a uh, goblin that modified themselves to have jet engines (laughs) and then comes in just saying greetings fellow inventors (laughs) with a friendly (laughs) smile and everyone she's greeting uh starts panicking and shrieking and activating alarms it's just it's it's great flavor text it's great flavor for the card uh i really want to see a krixizix uh, who is this cyborg goblin from Ravnica done in, in this kind of style. Like this has given me hope for Krixis Uh, One of my favorite little underrated cards is Springleaf Avenger, which is an insect Ninja. Uh, it's like this weird mantis uh, humanoid uh, who looks a little out of place. He doesn't seem like he belongs on Rav- on a uh, Kamigawa,
1: it does but, belong uh, on Ravnica, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> well, it belongs more on Ravnica than Kamigawa because uh, Ravnica actually has bug people. Kamigawa does not.
1: It does now, but
0: it almost did. Uh, so interesting thing about Springleaf Avenger is there was a period of time where they thought about not bringing back the Arochi uh, for this set, uh, and they did design in concept these like insect people. Uh, all of them were removed when the Orochi you know, were added into the the set. Uh, but the uh, Springleaf Avenger got to uh, stay because he's just that cool. Also kind of reminds me of Scyther. Just a little bit.
1: Uh, my, my my assumption is that uh, that card is in here as sort of a sideways Common Rider reference or something.
0: Well, it raised a lot of questions of like, where are these insect people? How or where do they exist in Kamigawa? Uh, it's not a Kami.
1: In the forest, obviously. <laughs>
0: But we don't get any reference to them in the story. They just uh, exist on this card. The Jukai uh, back in the original block goes on farther than anyone even the Orochi have ever explored. Uh, So I kind of like this. I like that they're kind of putting an insect folk onto every plane. Like There's a surprising amount of insect folk on different planes. Uh, and i like adding stuff like this right like you don't don't just update the the technology level update some of the world building like this and and create something that people are going to see more of in the future
1: like as a person to love bugs i'm never going to complain about more bug people
0: (laughs) hopefully you know they're not they don't go the way like the bundler which were much better than gremlins but that's a whole separate thing on, on kaladesh We'll we'll continue. Uh, We also one of the most popular cards from the set uh, that Brian, who could not be here tonight, but specifically asked we mention, is the Mech Titan Core, which could have been put under the Legendary Creatures because Mech Titan Core is a vehicle that allows you to pay mana uh, and then you exile it and four other artifact creatures, I believe, uh, uh, to create the uh, the Mech Titan, which is a Legendary creature who is just like a Voltron. Um, They've just, it is literally a Voltron. I don't know how you would be listening to this and not be familiar with the combining robot trope in Japanese media, but, you know, power, um, Super Sentai, uh, Voltron, like, just Transformer, just everything. The Transformers is iffy whether or not. That's That's a whole different story. But yeah, there's just like, it is a very, I would be surprised if we had gone through uh, a Kamigawa with mechs and didn't get some sort of reference to the colossal combining robot.
1: It's just a thing.
0: Yeah. It's, combining it's, robots it's,
1: is just a thing in all kinds of both Mecha and Sentai media. Anything that has robots, just go be combining robots somewhere or robots that break apart into smaller things then that then recombine. Either way works.
0: I Speaking of mechs and robots, I wanted to give a shout out here for uh, Mindlink Mech. So in the history of kind of the, the, the mecha genre, um, it, nowadays, everyone is always piloting the giant robot. It's something you get in a cockpit inside. Um, but back in the day, there were a lot of shows where it was... Uh, a boy sort of ordering a robot around from the outside. Uh, this gets followed up on in the rather infamous Gundam G Gundam, where they're all like they're the Gundams doing their battle moves that they're kicking and stuff inside the cockpit, uh, kind of like Pacific Rim, like, um, but I thought it was a very neat nod to that origin of the genre, That all kind of changed when Gundam came around and moved it from being a boy with that was basically a superhero with his own robot to a war story kind of genre where they're inside the mech and it's much darker. It's a whole thing. We also got Mirror Box, which is a sort of direct reference to Mirror Gallery from the original Kamigawa block. Uh, Mirror Box does a similar thing in that the legend rule doesn't apply but it doesn't apply to permanents you control. So this isn't symmetrical. Your opponent still has to care about the legend rule. Uh, it also like buffs your legendary creatures and then uh, also buffs creatures that share a name with other creatures on your battlefield. So it's just a better mirror gallery in almost every way uh, because, you know, technology has advanced in 1,200 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's also cheaper. Um, So it's it's like two mana cheaper. Uh, You can just get a mirror box anywhere on Kamikawa now. Uh, Much cheaper than building a whole gallery. Uh, We also have the card Ambitious Assault, which has one of my favorite flavor texts of all time. Uh, If you go look at the card Ambitious Assault, it's uh, kind of like a... uh, it's kind of like a, a, what do you call it, a trumpet blast, where it's an instant that gives your creatures uh plus two plus zero until end of turn. Uh, if you control a modified creature, you get to draw a card. It's got two little Aki who've got giant big clubs, and they're running at you. Uh, and then the flavor text says, uh, in the clangoring chaos of the Aki attack, few even notice the frogs on their heads. <laughs> Yeah, so if you look at the art, and I didn't notice this the first like four or five times I looked at the card, uh, the, the Aki have like, little Kami uh, frogs on their head. Little glowing frog spirits. And it's just really cute. I love them. Love me some goblins. It's pretty <laughs> adorable. Yeah. Uh, but also, in the same like idea of callbacks that we've had like several of, uh, we also got the card Raito Sentinel, uh, which is a callback to a card... All the way back from original Kamigawa block called Raito Lantern. Uh, Back in Champions of Kamigawa, they have the same activated ability. Uh, They both have three put a card from a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library, uh, which I thought was neat.
1: Uh, It's also a Komainu statue, the kind of guardian lion thing that you see in uh, Shinto uh, shrines and temples and such. Uh, Then we have explosive, speaking of anime references, we have Explosive Singularity ton of mana but you deal like tons of damage to things uh but uh you know it's uh it's by the way a spirit bomb
0: oh my god they're sharing their energy with him
1: yeah they it sort of has a convoke (laughs) ability you can tap creatures to reduce the generic part of the cost uh yeah you you have a lend me your power uh to make my giant spirit bomb um yeah which is just neat um we also have a uh, Renegade who uh, has uh, has our anime Pompadour, um, oh, it's which so is, good. it's it's noticeable in the pack version, and then in the like anime card version, the thing is like two feet long. It's great, absolutely over the top anime Pompadour, great stuff.
0: If you don't know what the significance of it is, it is in like Japanese m- pop culture, it is like a signifier of delinquency like the people with the uh, pompadours are uh, probably playing hooky from school uh, <laughs> probably up to no good might be have might have a motorcycle gang or something like they're and when you see them in anime they're always general generally my favorite characters because the the juvenile delinquent is always just magnificent
1: reminds me that i still need to watch space Dandy. <laughs> we also have a uh, virus beetle which is a computer bug yep 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 yep. Literally. okay uh-huh. <laughs> okay
0: i like it i uh,
1: yep uh and and shout out to greater T- tanuki for being the dog creature type um i know tanuki are called raccoon dogs uh here uh in the states usually um and they often get translated to raccoons so if you've watched uh pom poco by Studio ghibli uh all the tanuki in that are Referred to as raccoons in the English uh, dub and subs. Uh, they aren't anywhere closely related to raccoons. They are canids. Uh, they are, uh, from what I understand, most closely related to foxes. Um, uh, but they, yeah, they're tanuki are just dogs. Uh, they're called raccoon dogs because they're kind of chubby and have a similar mask shape that raccoons have. Um, I don't know the evolutionary benefit of that kind of mask pattern, but uh, they have it. It's
0: good for stealing, it's really important for when you're. You're doing a steal.
1: <laughs> uh, Tanuki are, have all kinds of folklore associated with them. So it's very not surprising to see one included here. Um, they're also hella cute in real life.
0: It, it is the, the greater Tanuki, but I would say it's the greatest boy. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's like all of that we have from the main set, except for, uh, we got, we got a bunch of sagas we're going to talk about. Uh, do we want to talk about the sagas first and then yeah, talk I'll, about, I'll, yeah. I'll blow through them real quick. Uh, So a bunch of the sagas had their own little short histories. Uh, Some are fairly self-explanatory, like Befriend the Moths. Uh, But there are a few in particular I wanted to call out. Some are references to short stories, short fiction from the original Kamigawa. Uh, Behold the Unspeakable is a reference to the short story Told in Whispers, uh, where students at the Minamo Academy end up uh, going into this forbidden section and one of them uh, summons the unspeakable uh tribute to Hirobi is a reference to the story security if you're wondering what harobi had to do with uh nizumi or rats uh that is where it comes from uh, it's a bunch of rat folk who are dealing with harobi um fable of the mirror breaker is a reference to kiki jiki obviously but it's also a reference to the story uh the dragon's errand which is told as a essentially like a fable for um, for kiki jiki uh kumano faces kakazan is from mountain secret where uh everyone believes i think it's kumano is the um is the the, the, the like uh, ascetic hermit uh everyone believes kumano has this like secret to killing kami and they keep coming after him for it uh and he keeps killing kami to protect himself but he doesn't have any like super secret knowledge or anything or whatever they're after um and then Jugan defends the temple is a reference to uh, the dragon shield. Uh, basically, there's this temple at, I don't think it's Boseju. It might be Boseju, but I think it's actually another large tree in uh, where like uh, uh, the, the monks of the forest of Jukai are defending themselves from the kami and they end up summoning Jugan to help defend them. And then the last one I wanted to give a shout out to is Okiba Reckoner, which on the back face has a uh the most amazing uh leather jacket design for these rat bikers and it just has like a uh the rather infamous akira scene where akira's on the motorcycle and does this kind of sideways drift uh and it has a reference to that on here except with a nazumi yeah uh there, there, are twenty three sagas in this set, and <laughs> each of them like tells a little story. They're all and great. each of them has flavor, and we just don't have time to talk about all twenty three of them. Uh, but definitely go like look at them, and you can probably figure out the story. They're very well done. Um, then we have a few cards from the commander set that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we're just we'll just uh, call these out real quick. Uh, the first one and my favorite here is, uh, Yoshimaru, Ever Faithful. This is uh, clearly a reference to Hachiko, uh, which if you don't know what that is, uh, it was an Akita from the, I want to say the 60s. I'm looking, no, it's the, the 20s, um, who waited loyally for his master. For nine years after his death, like basically he would always go to the train station and wait at the train station for his master to come home and they'd go home together uh, and his master died while he was away and the dog was still going to um, for nine years to, to wait for his master. Uh, he always expected him to come back. So he's just a very, very good boy. I'm, uh, I'm noticing that all of the cards we wanted to talk about from the commander set are from the vehicles deck because uh, I do want to shout out uh, Swift Reconfiguration which is the process of turning a bear into a car. Um, so that's that's a fun card. I, the, the flavor text is literally uh, uh, on the bright side, the bear now had cup holders because um, <laughs> it literally turns a creature into a vehicle. Uh, also, just a quick shout out to Katsumasa, the animator, which is a uh, card, you know, that's a creature from the story. Katsumasa shows up in the first episode of the main story. Giving uh very young Kaito his first drone. Yeah, uh he's also kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you re- if you read if you read the story the, about this deck, he's uh he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a gaslighter. Uh he's he's not great. He's not great. He's not great. Um we also want to talk real quick about uh Shorokai and Imposter Max.
1: Shorokai and Impostor... yeah, Shorokai Genesis Engine, the vehicle commander. Uh you know, the, the new uh, uh the, the <laughs> new Genesis the
0: um, Neon Genesis Commander, yeah, yeah the
1: Neon yeah. Genesis Commander, uh, and the <laughs> Imposter Mech, because uh, you know what better way to fight monsters than to clone them and build robots around them. Uh, these are the Ava cards. I love Neon Genesis Evangelion; it's my favorite anime ever. And like Imposter Mech is just very big unit one or uh, unit um, yeah unit one versus um, Bardial uh, moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just good. It's good stuff. I like this stuff. <laughs>
0: And the last card we're going to go out on today is Kappa Cannoneer, which is very clearly Blastoise. It's a Kappa. It's a big turtle with a giant cannon on its back. It's a Blastoise, (laughs) right? Like, come on. Technically a mega Blastoise because it only has one cannon instead of two. But anyway, that's a whole separate thing uh but that'll be it should we move on to final thoughts yes just a quick final thought uh my final thought is i am the parent of two children and i am very tired and just getting to be on this cast (laughs) was pure chaos to arrange (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh my final thought uh is that uh next season in destiny 2 we are getting a new titan exotic helm called the lorelei splendor helm Nice. Spelled the same way I spell my name, L-O-R-E-L-E-Y the the good old fashioned German way. Uh, And this is a call out to me in particular who mains Titan. Uh, We'll see if I play it. I think it's it's going (laughs) to be not great for high end content. Like, basically any exotic is really fun and low end content but I do a lot of Grandmaster Nightfalls. Um, I don't know if it'll be good there. It does make some breakers very tanky. I'm interested to try it out uh but we'll see uh but yeah feeling feeling very called out by this here
0: uh my final thought is that i got to see something today that i don't get to tell anyone about uh and for for a little while so i get to live the life of lorelei and jay where i have knowledge of the future that i don't get to share no matter how much i want to yeah we have an we have an exciting thing coming yeah so cool blew my mind yeah just yeah oh we'll share we'll we'll share we'll share it when it's done (laughs) it's a future thing i get to have that experience of i have secrets that i get to keep so yeah very fun somehow segue from that one uh which you know uh we always share our secrets first with our discord server (laughs) (laughs) My favorite thing about this cast is how smooth we are at the segues to our Patreon, which you can join at, uh, patreon.com slash the cast. If you want to join a great community of people, uh, I like, it's the Discord server I hang out on, on the most because we got a lot of great people in here, um, who have fun discussions about, uh, whether or not Book of Boba Fett was terrible. It was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't, but, it had no idea there were there were great episodes but it was not a great show
1: don't talk about that that's an incentive (laughs) the discussion about it is the incentive
0: (laughs) yes yes so so come and discuss uh a lot of us are pokemaniacs so we're talking we had a whole lot of talk about pokemon legends going on and all sorts of very fun discussions um with good people who are always acting in good faith uh so you want to join check out the patreon.com slash the vorthos cast yeah it's one dollar a month and you get access to the discord server and three dollars a month gets access to the live listened here where you get to listen to us uh make this podcast and make a ton of mistakes and have to do things over and have technical errors and all of that but uh you get to listen to it live it's really fun yeah I, i at least i assume so i assume the uh people we currently have listening to us right now are not masochists um I was once a live listener. You were many years ago at this point.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos cast.